Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mbriwa Gavaza, and for today, we are getting into, it's going to be a fascinating one, uh, because we're getting uh, into the world of ESG, which is environmental, social, and you know governance issues, but also at the same time, we're getting into issues of car washing, and you know what is the intersection of these two things um, you know that I'm talking about. I'm joined in studio today by uh, Brighton. Chidoma, who is the founder of uh, eWash, and we're going to be understanding, you know, what this business is because um, originally, right, from a full disclosure point of view, I actually know, uh, you know, Brighton, and uh, I saw him launching this, you know, sometime back, and I was like, what is, a, you know, waterless car wash? And, you know, you just left it alone, and, you know, things keep uh, keep ticking and then you you start you know seeing you know all of these uh, elements of progress and now you hear that uh, you know Ford is making use of the service and they're like and they're like ah what is going on so uh, because uh, you know issues of ESG is one of the things that we touch on quite a bit on this platform uh, I, I just thought it would be an interesting angle to understand you know um, how yeah you know Brighton and his team have decided to tackle you know something that a lot of people would see as being just a normal part of everyday life uh, but they found a way to to add and make changes to it brighton greetings to you today uh, afternoon Diwa. Um, thank you very much for the introduction yeah okay cool so let's let's get into it right Yes. What is a waterless car wash? <laughs> because instead of asking you what is e-wash, I think yes. if you answer the question of what is a waterless car wash, it will give us an idea of what it is that you guys are doing. Okay. Um, I think we'll take a quick step back. So uh, generally, like uh, most of the time, I find myself actually having to, you know, correct myself when you write anything. So it's not entirely waterless. Okay, right? cool. So yeah. we like calling it a water-saving car wash. Okay, cool. So basically, with our system, our e-wash systems, um, we're able to wash a entire vehicle, um, standard sedan vehicle, with less than a liter of water. Tell me how that's possible because I think <laughs> a liter of what I'm just picturing a Coke yeah. bottle, right? Precisely. That's what that's what that's what I'm thinking about. And at a normal car wash, there's a lot of spraying and all that. I'm sure there's way more than just a liter of water that's being used. So on a on a basic car, um, basic car that drives around in Johannesburg or a car dealership vehicle that's sitting on the shop floor, um, we're not really talking about your. Ford buckies that go out into the <laughs> into Bundu bashing on the tracks, you know. Yeah. But um, a general uh, vehicle that someone uses on a day-to-day basis uh, to the office and back doesn't have a lot of mud stuck to it. Uh, just the dust particles stuck to it. With with such a car, we can definitely wash it with less than a liter of water. Um, what we use is uh, we've got um, a very special uh, wax formula called uh, Canalba wax, yeah. uh, which is sourced from South America. Yeah, and what this wax does is it provides a wash and wax uh, two-in-one solution. Yeah. Right. So we spray the solution onto the car yeah. using uh, pressure sprayers, mm. which are which are which also don't run off electricity, mm. which is a good thing. Yeah. And what that wax does or that solution does it, it lifts the dirt and the dust off the body of the car. Mm. It basically encapsulates the dust particles mm. into the solution mm. and then the guys just wipe it off gently yeah. then after that they wax and buffer the car 
Yeah, that's actually quite an interesting one. Out of interest, right? If you're saying that you can wash with less than a liter of water, or typically, you know, how much water goes into a typical car wash? So into a typical car wash, depending on the type of car wash you're looking at. Right? Yeah, let's use the sedan that you mentioned. The sedan earlier. you're looking at, okay. So if guys are using the basic uh, car wash that you find by the garages with the high-pressure hoses, you're looking at around 100 liters of water. Serious? Yes. So you are using 1% of the water. 1% of that water. <laughs> 1% of that water. And then if you're looking at, um, you know, more more traditional ones in the Kasi where guys are using buckets, that can get up to over 150 liters of water to 200 liters of water. Mm. Because guys are using 25 liter buckets, mm. which they constantly have to keep refilling. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now, for you do have to understand that there is skepticism that comes into play if you tell someone we're using one percent of the water that is you know normally um you know normally used apart from the special wax is there anything else that you're doing differently so i think it's it's a complete um uh full body car wash yeah so we also do the windows and the tires yeah the difference with us as well is that that solution that we use can also be used to wash the windows. Yeah. Then we've got a special window cleaner. Yeah. That is also um, water saving. Then we've got a tire polish and a tire cleaner that is also water saving as well. So all all in all, if if you see our operation running, mm. you're not going to see a hose pipe or a high pressure water water sprayer. Mm. You know anywhere on that facility. Mm. Um, this is why we can actually do or clean cars that are sitting on a dealership floor. Mm. As customers walk in and out, we can clean the car, polish it, wax it mm. as it's on sitting on the dealership floor with minimal water on the ground. Let's actually discuss the dealership issue, right? Because in the intro, I did mention the fact that yes. one of the things that's piqued my interest, you know, just seeing different updates is the fact that um, you've been able to, is the business model now. Because typically when you're thinking of a car wash, you're thinking of the ones that are at a garage, um, shopping centers, you know, there's certain places that have an, a dedicated car wash. And then there's also the ones where at a shopping center, people are approaching you in the yes. car park you know to you know wipe your car down and all that stuff whilst you're shopping those are the typical instances that we know and understand you know car washes but you guys have decided to go and attack dealerships and that type of thing so just walk me through that rationale you know how I guess corporates have a lot of money or <laughs> is it a consistency thing or is it just a scale thing to say that you'd rather go to a dealership where there's a lot of or do you just not want to compete with the traditional market so I think I think um, from from where the dealership journey really started off from, you know, or, or let me take us back all the way where we mm. we initially wanted to start off this, and we're still going in that direction. Um, we we saw Ewash as a eco friendly car wash solution catered for the e hailing. Uh, industry. Okay. Right. So, so Uber Bolt. Uber yeah. Bolt. You know, these guys have got over 50,000 cars on the road. Mm. You know, so you can imagine, um, for example, uh, Uber, they require the drivers to wash their cars twice a week. Mm. Right. So if they just have 10,000 cars, mm. say, for example, and they're using 100 liters per car, so each car per week is using 200 liters of water. Mm. If we multiply that by 10,000, that yeah. number is astronomical. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's how the company was born. That's how we started, you know, setting up our business and everything. Then 
as we're engaging with Uber and Bolt, you know, obviously, you know, such large uh, multinational companies, the process always takes long. Yeah. So in the interim, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, we'd spend <laughs> money, we'd bought these machines, we'd bought the, the materials. So we just decided, you know what, car dealerships. Yeah. Let's look at car dealerships. Let's look at office parks. Let's look at, you know, a, a B2C type of, uh, you know, structure. Because if you look at the current guys now, like your shopping centers and all of that, um, what's happening is the management of that is quite a headache. Yeah. Because you've got 20 guys at a shopping center who need to approach people and say, can I please wash your car? Then they get paid in cash. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, I really don't know the intricacies of, of how they then cash up that mm-hmm. money. And we didn't really want that headache. So we wanted a more B2B um, type of formal structure with car dealerships. And I, I have to, you know, I, I have to give credit to a lot of the dealer principals that mm-hmm. I've met, you know, through this journey where she gave us and oh, held our hands through the process, mm. you know, and informed us things like a dealership, a dealership can do a hundred cars a day, yeah. you know, through their wash bay. Mm. And that includes uh, brand new cars, used cars, then your service cars. When you go service, service your car, yes, you bring it in, it needs it to get washed, washed yeah. you know. So we then proposed, um, you know, that we can actually save dealerships money mm. and also um, assist them in reaching their ESG goals. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'll find that a lot of um, car manufacturers now, they're looking the EV way. Yeah. You know, electric vehicles are coming up. But what's the point of getting electric vehicles when you're still using 200 <laughs> liters of water to wash, you know, to wash the, the car? Yeah. So we we started talking to a lot of dealerships. And then um, we actually got our first asset test uh, through the Hatfield Group. Yeah. You know, they had a big um, festival for two straight weeks yeah. where all their cars were parked outside. Yeah. in a dusty place, not a speck of grass in that place. <laughs> and they told us, come, take off our cars for the next two weeks. Yeah. We don't want to see any scratches. Our cars need to be shining. Yeah. And we had our guys there for two weeks. We washed the cars, polished the cars in that dusty environment. Yeah. You know, And the guys were so impressed because there were no scratches on the cars. Yeah. The cars were clean. Yeah. The dust was literally just flying off the car when it touches the, the, the body of the car. Yeah. So from then now, um, we started speaking to some of the dealer principals that we met at the event, and they've decided to give us a chance. Okay. So who are you working with at the moment? So currently we're with uh, Ford Santon, mm. as well as Mazda and Isuzu would meet. Okay. Yes. That's actually quite cool, you know, the fact that... Uh, you do have your dealer principals that are willing to, uh, what do you call this, that are willing to, to take on, you know, such an idea. And I guess it shows the fact that in, a, in an environment like the one that we're in, your managers, your, your executives are constantly looking for ways to cut, you know. Um, and right now, it, it's, jobs are, you know, in, in a tough place. But if you can find ways to save on other types of costs, then you're probably, um, you know, in a good place. And I guess they've also done their maths on, you know, how much money is being spent on things like the water and all of that stuff. And then saying, okay, cool. If we bring this, uh, you know, this type of solution into uh, the situation, then maybe we'll be able to save on our water bill. And I think the electricity bill as well, because exactly. usually you need the high pressure hoses and you all know that which stuff. Ones, yes, exactly. Yeah, no, no, very interesting one. The piece I'm interested in is just a follow up is 
usually when you talk to small businesses, people that are starting out and all that, one of the biggest places of, I don't know, can I call it friction or uncertainty, is scale and growth, right? Uh, Because it's usually on two fronts. The first front is how do I approach the bigger person, right? And by bigger person, in your in your case, it's, it's a dealer principle. It's uh, that 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 conversation of how do I go and actually articulate value, you know, to someone who's used to big numbers, someone who probably already has people that are washing my cars and all that. So let's start with that one. How do you like? What's the advice on that front? So, so I think from how we did it, you know, I think. Um, having a, a sales background you know it was was a big advantage and a marketing background as well so first things first we set up the website the social media pages mm. and you know funny thing a lot of people actually ask me this and they say this is the first car wash they've seen on LinkedIn. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. You know, so we, we're quite big, big on LinkedIn. Um, we create quite a lot of content on LinkedIn. Mm. we following the right people, the right pages. Then in terms of sales, you know, we took it back old school. Mm. You know, knocking on doors. Mm. So the good thing about dealerships, like these guys, you you can't miss them from a mile away. Yeah. You know, they've got big signs up. So we we'll just basically walk in, ask to speak to the dealer principal, and just tell him, um, and just tell him, I've got a car outside. Can I do a demo on the car? And also our machines, if you see them, they're very compact. Yeah. So <clears throat> oh, these are not big things. Not big things at all. Oh, okay. You can carry this thing in one end. All right. You know, so it'll be in the boot. And same thing, you know, the disbelief you had as well when I told you about this. Yeah. I think that's what entices them as well because they end up calling every manager in the dealership and saying, okay, come listen to what this guy is saying. He thinks he can do this. <laughs> exactly, you know. Yeah. So when they come outside, I show them how it's done and most of them are, are, are in awe and they say, you know, Okay, let's uh, let's talk about talk about the money. Let's what's how much is this going to set us back? And obviously, you know, we then have to show the value as well in terms of how much are they going to save on their water bills? Mm. You know, how much are they going to save on their electricity? Mm. Before we even start talking about um, you know save saving ESG and you know eco friendly mm. and you know because I feel like right now not everyone in the country is at that eco-friendly and ESG level. Everyone mm. is really worried about their bottom line, their pocket. Yeah. So we, we try as much as we can to also position and say, your, your, your water bill will significantly decrease yeah. you know, if you implement the, this type of solution. Okay. Uh, it is an interesting one, and you are right, right? Because um, as much as ESG has become a big thing that people are talking about, um usually for a lot of people it's a tick box exercise yeah right and in a lot of instances there must be value that you're driving for a person to justify it as an esg you know type of thing so i guess the approach makes sense you know rather approach it instead of talking about esg first rather listen we're gonna save you money exactly <laughs> you know who won't open the door <laughs> you mentioned that so the other piece of the growth you know piece we started off with how do you approach some of the bigger players is the scale 
right? Uh, because, you know, you're the founder, and I know you work with a couple of people, but I can imagine that the moment you start working with, let's say, a dealership, you immediately have to get hands on board, right? Yes. So how have you dealt with the scaling piece of things? And I guess the question I'm asking is just around, um, I guess, building an effective team around you, you know, yes. of people and also the training piece, because I'm sure the quality of the work is another consideration true, as well. True. Yeah, No, definitely. So I, I would say that is the toughest part, mm. you know, and especially with uh, in, in, in the... Um, in the sector that we that we're in in dealerships, you know, because when when a person purchases a second hand car, right, yeah. they know it's second hand, hmm. but when they get into that vehicle or see that vehicle or touch that vehicle, it's their hard earned money. They want it to feel like it's brand new, hmm. you know. So when when we start when we when we started with with our first dealership, that was one of the key things that okay, how are we going to train our staff to actually maintain the standard mm. that we demoed to the customer mm. you know and it i think we're blessed we found some very young and enthusiastic south africans who are willing to work who are willing to learn and they've they've just hit the ground running we have training sessions every weekend mm. as well uh, in alexandra mm. where we approach young people the youth in alexandra we ask them to come through we show them how to actually clean a car uh, mm. full valet and everything yeah. and from there we then pick the guys that we believe can actually move forward you mm. know with the business then the also it's like a trials it's a trial, basically. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's a trial on our cars, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, you know. Then um, from there, we start integrating them slowly yeah. uh, into the dealership. So they come in once or twice a week with guys who are already experienced. Mm. We still evaluate them from there. Mm. And once we're happy that, you know, they're, they're good enough, they start getting more shifts. That's an interesting approach. How did you come up with that? I don't know. Eh? I think it was just uh, off the bat. But actually, I think my our managing director, Swongile, yeah. she's she's very hands on, yeah. you know, in terms of um, operationally. So on the cars, she's got an eye for detail that I've never come across. You know, where we miss certain things, and she can tell you know there's a smudge on the mirror. We need to redo <laughs> that. So she she really cracks the whip with the guys and makes sure that you know everyone is is really you know pulling their weight. She really you know, upskills these, these these guys really well, you know, where it, by the time everyone spends a week or two weeks with her, mm. they know each and every corner of a vehicle that's supposed to be to be cleaned and checked. Okay. So right now, what does the team look like for you? Uh, and by that, I mean, obviously, you've got the guys that are cleaning, but on the operation side, like, uh, what does that structure look like? So currently on the operation side, um, there's two main people. So there's myself and Sponile. Mm. Then uh, we then have the guys on the on the ground. Okay. Yeah. Plans for growth? Do you see uh, as a play, right? Because obviously, uh, one of the things that I like um, what you said earlier on, I guess, is the adapt or die you know type of uh, mentality you started you launched this business thinking that you're about to service the e-hailing market but you know to this day you're still waiting to firm up that part of the business but you've got a whole new market that you're now servicing and that's actually allowed you to grow and to scale so what in your ideal world what do you want e-wash to look like or to be servicing how 
big is this thing? How small is this thing? How, um, what are the types of companies that you're servicing? Is it just dealerships? Have you moved into shopping centers? Is it like, what does that look like? So, so our goal, I think there's the three main components to, to EWASH. So there's the dealership side of things. Mm. Then e-hailing uh, will always be there, you know, because I think we can make a major impact when it comes to, to ESG on the e-hailing side. Then we're also looking at corporates. Yeah. So, you know, for example, your discoveries, your F&Bs, where they've got a massive workforce that drives to work every day, mm. you know. So you find that certain parking lots will have over 1,500 cars parked there, mm. you know. All these employees wash their cars either in the parking lot mm. and whoever's washing it is using a hose pipe to wash the cars or they wash it on weekends at home or by a chisanyama. Mm. That is all a lot of water that uh, that is being used uh, that's going to waste. So we we would love to get involved, you know, with these um, with the corporate governance departments of these companies mm. and see if we can offer our services, you know, to their employees. Mm. Yes. Oh, it will be an interesting to see, uh, one to see, and especially now the fact that uh, ESG offices are now a thing, you know, for exactly. especially some of the large corporates. Yes. Um, you actually have someone who's in charge of, uh, you know, ESG. And if you are looking to make a difference, you know, this is possibly, you know, um, you know, one of the ways that you can make this happen. Before I let you go, Brighton, um, curious to know, because you're a market and you have a sales background, right? Um the formula that you spoke about earlier on when you were articulating um, how it is that you guys are actually using the 1% water and all of that stuff, the special, uh, you know, the special polish and all of that stuff. How how did you even, I guess, come across this? How did you even teach yourself? Because through this conversation, you've been rattling off a lot of numbers and figures and, you know, and I didn't know that there was so much the car washing market, but well, here we are, yeah. um, you know, so how have you gone about actually uh, acquiring knowledge and actually understanding, you know, where you're playing in the market? I think, I think it's all, it's all research. Eh? It's all research. I think the most I'd ever done on a car was, wash the outside with all pipe and soap and vacuum the inside. Mm. And where we are now is we now doing full valets as well for, for dealerships, so executive valets. And we had never valeted a car before in our lives. Yeah. But just research, YouTube and just that drive and hunger, you know, to actually learn. Then regarding, you know, the the the, the solutions that we're that we're using, you know, it's it's stuff that's readily available in South Africa. Mm. You know, it's readily available in South Africa, but I think just the approach is what, what makes us different to other people who've got the same suppliers as well. Mm. And then lastly, um, just your thoughts. Uh, this is something that, you know, you come across every once in a while. On this platform, we talk to a lot of business people and a lot of businesses, a lot of them, not a lot of them, but some of them tend to be very complex, um, you know, in terms of what what they're doing. Uh, but if someone sits and actually sits, thinks about it, the world of washing cars has not changed, you know, over time. You've come in and, you know, um, changed, you know, a, a part of the process to say, you know what, washing cars is washing cars. 
but we're going to innovate and say that we're washing cars, um, you know, with much less water than has traditionally been, you know, spent when you're washing cars. Could you just talk to us about, um, I guess, the idea that to get into business, it doesn't always have to be a complicated business for it to be something that's sustainable. Very true, very true. Um, you know, I, I like using this this uh, and if it's an analogy. Um, we can't all recreate Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all, we, yeah. all, we can't all we all don't have the money to buy Twitter and change it to X. Yeah, you know, but there's a lot of things if you really look hard around you that you can actually make a positive impact in by just reimagining how it can be done. Mm. You know, and I think that's that's where we've been blessed to actually, you know, find this gap in 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 your in your in in the car washing uh industry. And I think it's also born out of, you know, places like Cape Town and Port Elizabeth that have approached day zero. Mm. And one of the main one of the things that the, the the governments there would ask for is okay. Please don't wash your cars using oil pipe. Mm. Please don't water your gardens. Please don't do this. You know, but how many people actually wash their cars at home? Mm. People take their cars somewhere else to to get them washed. Mm. So I think that's where we saw that gap. Now that okay, we, we can provide this service. Mm. You know, that's on a commercial base, but somehow we ended up on the B two B side of things. All right. <laughs> So that's been it. It has been, you know, very fascinating. Like I said, I didn't know that we could spend this much time talking about, uh, you know, washing cars. But within the greater context, um, you know, of uh, ESG and how do you approach, um, you know, issues of uh, the environment and, you know, doing your bit uh, to actually make an impact. You know, it is an interesting one, you know, to simply say, hey, guys, there's this thing that we all do. There's thousands of cars around South Africa. Let's see if we can just uh, go about and um, and actually keep washing cars, but wash cars with you know with much less water, and then you d- develop a business model around it. Because at the end of the day, these are not charities. Um, you know, these things have to be sustainable. Their payrolls and all of that stuff. Um, you know that uh, you know do need to be paid. So um, it is you know always great you know to see solutions um, where you're attacking you know something that everyone is doing. Uh, but you are finding something to increase efficiency, increase, um, you know, some of the economies of scale and actually saying to people, hey, guys, let's just tweak this and then you can now take it forward. And then lastly, I like that comment that uh, Brighton made to say that, you know, we can't all be buying or creating a Facebook, uh, but it doesn't mean that, you know, one cannot have, you know, an impact, you know, out there in the world. Hopefully the next time that we talk to Brighton, he'll be telling us about the you know an even larger list of uh, dealerships and corporates uh, that would have you know gotten on board you know with uh, this particular solution so that's been it we were in conversation with brighton chidoma he is uh, the founder of ewash brighton thank you so much for being with us today thank you very much Leo. it was a pleasure And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcasts on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Pocket Cast or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. I've been Mudiwa Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning. Thank you.